Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! And now the pitch by Martinez is option in and hits Gerald Williams on the left hand. Dig your cleats in. Now he's going to charge the mound. He's going to charge Martinez, and the fight is on. He got a right hand in before he's grabbed from behind by Baratek, and now the benches are empty. It's time for hour two of the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris. Yershinsky wanting to know, am I going? He is going. And Mike Lynch. It is a collision at the plate. Step up to the plate for hour two of the hot corner. Posednik getting into it with Barrett. I mean, there is some hooking going on in the bottom of two piles. On 1080. Rudin's a help. Whoa. Bautista got all he could handle with that. Wow. That's some pretty solid contact right there. The fan. Welcome in the second hour of the hot corner. You're missing the first hour. You can download that, the Les Schwab Tires podcast odyssey app or 1080thefan.com speaking of podcasts beers on us will drop tomorrow at 4 p.m get that wherever you get your podcasts including the odyssey app or 1080 the fan uh we're watching this nl wild card game kenley jansen on the mound it is top of the nine two outs runner on second game tied at one o'neill at the dish jansen on the bump full count O'Neal just hit a ball just foul down the right field line. And I do want to get into the Mariners. We'll get into the Mariners down the stretch in the last 10 minutes. But something that kind of caught my eye today, the very beginning of this National League wildcard game, which I'd like to focus on here. Uh, Can we just like stop doing the show and watch this very critical <laughs> at bat? That's why it's always tough when we do this during playoffs. It kind of got me thinking. So I've been, I, I've been an Adam Wainwright fan over the years. I think he's got a really cool story, okay? He's a closer, came up through the Cardinals organization, started as a closer, won a World Series with them as a closer. Uh, Chris Carpenter was the stud at the time, and then became a starter and was pretty damn good for them. Pretty damn good as a starter for them. He reminds me, not as a pitcher, but in his career arc, he reminds me a little bit of Mike Mussina. Yeah, I could see. I was thinking you were going to say that. And yeah, it does make sense. And I'm a big Moose guy. I was a huge Moose guy when he was on Baltimore. When he went to the Yanks, I was like, ah, you're killing me. But maybe you'll get a ring. And he just missed out. I know. He came to the squad a little too late as we go to the bottom of the ninth. In this in this NL wildcard game, he was a little too late and they went to the World Series that year and he didn't pitch terribly. He was good. He was Mike Messina, but they didn't win. Yep. So he never got that elusive ring. But Mike Messina made the Hall of Fame. Now, I love Moose, but I don't know if I would have voted for him. Yeah, that was one of those more borderline ones for sure. Agreed. Is Adam Wainwright a Hall of Famer? Yeah, probably. If Mike Mussina is a Hall of Famer, I mean, I don't know his stats. I, I you know, I'll pull him up right now. You talk, distract the uh, uh, the postseason stuff. Always adds that little extra bit for these pitchers. And Wayno's won two World Series. Yep, I believe so. And he's been good in the postseason in his career. 
and he's been there for his entire year, and he was an ace for most of his career. This year he was the ace, although he's 41 or 40. But I think a lot of that does. He threw three complete games this year, just an FYI. I think a lot of that does kind of help in these uh, Hall of Fame ballots of is are you good in the postseason? And I think the rest of his career stats will help us out in terms of building his case or not. He's got a 3-3-5 ERA for his career. How close is he to 300 wins? Uh, he's 184, but 300 mm. wins, we all know nobody's getting close well, to that. Right, but he's been pitching for 15 years, right? This is true. So you would think over He's some- finished top three in the Cy Young four times. Mm-hmm. Never, Never won, won it. it. Three-time All-Star. Silver Slugger in 2016. What are his uh, postseason 2017. statistics? His postseason statistics... He has got a 2.89 ERA. So better than his career ERA. 15 games started. Um, one complete game. No shutouts, four saves. Oh, really? Um, but Save. he's he's thrown in a wild card game, which is probably tonight. Seven NLDS games, five NLCS games, and two World Series starts. No, I believe they were the wild card team in 2000 and. This is baseball reference, so they probably are including tonight. In seven NLDS. Weren't the Cardinals a wild card team one of the two years they won the World Series recently? I'm pretty sure they were. Ooh, I'd have to deep dive into that. I'm not sure. I think they were, so I don't think that's counting tonight yet. But in Um, the NLDS, he's a 2.89 ERA. The NLCS, he's a 2.39 ERA. Two World Series appearances, 3.60. Yeah, I think he's going to be even. uh, I don't remember what Mucina's stats were, but I think he's going to be even more on the border than Mucina was. But um, it's one of those things where I think the uh, I think the fact that we've watched him for his whole career kind of skews us a tiny bit, makes us a little bit more biased. I'm like, oh, well, it's Adam Wainwright. Duh. He's been one of the better starters that we've known over the last 15 years or 20 years, however long he's been in the league. And um, I don't know. I think he's going to be very borderline. I think he's going to be one of those like on the ballot for eight, nine years, and then we're going to have to make a decision. You know, kind of like Mucino was. I didn't know that baseball reference would do this. It sent me to something called Stathead, but it let me pitcher comparison type in a name. Oh, okay. And I typed in Mike Mucino. So what is it spitting out at you? Moose had 270 wins. Wayno's got 184. That's a big difference. That's a big difference. Games started, games played 537 to 425. Games started 536 to 358. Moose had a 3680 ERA, Wayno with a 335. Oh, okay. I didn't realize Mucina's was that high. Mucina 23 shutouts, Wayno 11 shutouts, but he does have saves. Uh also on baseball reference, they do have the similarity scores. Yep. I know I was looking for that of like the Hall of Famers, right? Uh it has it says similar pitchers. Uh number 1 Roy Oswalt, Ooh. who is not a Hall of Famer. Not a Hall no. of Famer. But, but number 2 but is Roy Halladay. Who Ooh, is. I see that. Also, or Ron be, yeah. Guidry. Oh, Dwight okay. Gooden. Well, if those are his similarity scores. Look, if you're going to be compared to Roy Halladay and Dwight Gooden, and I mean, that's that's some pretty good company right there. Similar pitchers through 39, which is basically the end of their careers. Uh, John Candelaria. Uh, Dazzy Vance. Doesn't remember a good Dazzy Vance outing, huh? Hall of Famer. Though. But then this is where stuff gets really kind of serious. Number three is David Wells. Number four is Oral Hershiser. Six, Bartolo. Seven, David Cohn. 
and Tim Hudson. All fringe guys. How Oral Hershiser's not in the Hall of Fame is beyond my imagination. All right, so I pulled, me, up, I pulled up I the, I'm the Hall of Fame monitor on baseball reference for pitchers not yet eligible. And I believe... By the way, Albert Brule hosts up to bat. Oh, very nice. Yeah, I'm watching this. Um, Adam Wainwright is 13th on this list with a Hall of Fame score of 87. I believe, if I remember correctly, with this metric, that 100 is the marker of a Hall of Famer. Okay, so he's fringe. I mean, Moose took a while to get in. Um, Of the pitchers not yet eligible, Justin Verlander has a 205. He's in. Clayton Kershaw has a 199. He's in. First ballot, first ballot. Max Scherzer has a 175. First ballot. CeCe Sabathia has a 128. Second ballot. K-Rod has a 124. Not getting in. Zach Greinke, a 112. Not getting in. Craig Kimbrell, a 101. Not getting in. Those are my knee-jerk reactions to those names. Right. I think you... I mean, am I wrong on that? Don't overlook K-Rod. I think K-Rod had a much better career. Just because he was like journeyman Fernando Rodney at the end, that dude was legit for a while. and, and, And relievers are getting a lot more love in the Hall of Fame vote than they used to. I I still stick by it. I don't think K-Rod gets in. That's just me. K-Rod had 62 saves in 2008. I thought that was going to drop too. Well, just on a 3-0 count. Pujols on a 3-0 count got the green light. It looked like it was going to drop either in center or drop over the head of the center fielder, and it went right to him. Mm. That's the difference when you're 41 in Albert Pujols and not... 27. <laughs> Pujols gets a hell of that at 27, and Brad Lidge's neck hurts 500 miles away. So this game's still tied 1-1 in the bottom of the night. Dodgers with a chance to end it. Oh, by the way, here's so 100 means a good possibility of making the Hall of Fame. Okay, okay. And 130 is a virtual lock. Lock. And you said, and you said Verlander's over 200, 205. And Kershaw is 199 and Scherzer's and 175. It surprised me Scherzer's as low as he is cuz we watch him we're like that guy's a Hall of Famer. Yep. But postseason. I mean, so those guys, those other guys. Well, I guess he does have one World too. Series now. Yeah. Yeah, so CC at 128 is a virtual lock. According wow. to this metric. I don't think you'll go first ballot. It says it's not perfect. I but. don't think you'll go first ballot, but I think Karsten Charles Sabathia III should get in. Well, let's see. I'm a little biased. I mean, there's a... One, one of those statues in Cleveland. The highest number on this is Walter Johnson, for those who have made the Hall of Fame. <laughs> 364. 364. The old Walter Johnson. Now the two pitchers more recent to us at the top of this ooh, list. Ooh, ooh, let me guess, let me guess, let me guess. Are three and four. I'm going to go with Randy Johnson. He's four. He is a 331. I'm going to go with Pedro Martinez. Nope. No? Pedro is 21st. He's at 206. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, think okay. about it. It's a guy who's actually not in. Uh, Roger. It's Roger. Yeah. The, I, I figure the Rocket. But some other guys on those lists, um, Maddox. Maddox is probably the highest outside of Randy, although you can include Nolan Ryan. Was Randy number two? Give it, me this list real quick. Walter Johnson. Okay. Cy Young. Clemens, Randy Johnson, Christy Mathewson, Tim Keefe, Steve Carlton, Warren Spahn, Pete Alexander, Nolan Ryan, John Clarkson, Greg Maddox, Tom Seaver. I mean, it goes on forever. We'll get out on this. Lefty Grove. 
Sandy Koufax is 16. Bob Gibson, 17. Bob Gibson, 17. That's Old Haas Radburn, 18. Bob Gibson at 17. That's a joke. That guy's a top three pitcher. Mariana Rivera, 19. I had the, ooh, nice. Get it, Mo. Uh, I had this conversation with somebody the other day, just laughing casually, not even really talking about baseball, just casually. Uh, that list right there proves that Randy Johnson might be the most underrated pitcher of all time. I think it does. And, and by probably the, way, the greatest lefty of all time. And by the way, you know who was on that list at number 22? Hmm. Justin Verlander. Yeah. Like, that's how good Randy was. I'm just saying, as as a person who has not given Verlander a lot of respect in his career. Ditto. Um, uh, I think I give him plenty. That dude is amazing and has been for his whole career. That what you just shared there. Every guy in the top five hasn't played, has been dead for 60 years. Except for Clemens. I don't count him. He's a cheater. Every guy on that list has been dead for 60 years, except for Randy Johnson. That's how good he was. Who's That's up at the plate? TBS isn't showing me the batter name. Oh, Can right. we complain about this, please? Yeah, I know. TBS, TBS is killing me. McFarland's on the mound for the Cardinals. This is like a vastly important thing in sports. It's huge. And they are messing it up big time. I, I don't know who's at the plate. I don't see a box. Uh, Steven Souza Jr. I know, I know, but I'm just saying, for the Steven casual Sousa's fan. Steven Souza's in the majors and on the Dodgers? Well, yeah, he comes off the bench. I didn't realize he was in the league for like the last oh, four yeah, years. Yeah, when you go chase titles, people just show up. Uh, Why is he batting? Yeah, this TBS broadcast, I need the box. I need to know who's at the plate. I need to know pitch speed. It's been a struggle. I haven't listened to anything, so I don't even know if commentary is any good. I don't even know who's on the call. Uh, It is because it's Brian Anderson who's quite good at baseball. Oh, I do like Brian Anderson. Who's the color? Uh, Smoltzy? I saw the picture. I don't think it's Smoltz for this game. I was watching the beginning of this game, and I saw him too. Is uh, Is it Mets guy? Is it Keith Hernandez? Keith Hernandez? It could be. Maybe. There's another guy that always sits with Keith Hernandez. Dark-skinned guy. What's his name? You mean with Brian Anderson? No, no. I mean with... I feel like i see him with Keith Hernandez. Maybe oh, he is it's, with, uh, it's Ron Darling. <clears throat> Ron Darling. Thank you. It's Brian Anderson and Ron Darling. Okay, so Ron Darling. I do like Ron Darling. So maybe the call on the game on television is fine. But, like, come on, guys. TBS, you've been showing baseball games for a long time. Can we not figure this out? All right, when we come back, I do want to decompress. This is for you Mariner fans out there. And guess what? The reactions are positive. As the Mariners fade down the stretch, what did we learn? This is the Hot Corner, 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. It's 920 here. Still tied 1-1. They're pulling TJ McFarland. In comes in Alex Reyes. I asked, who is TJ McFarland? And you said, let me pull up roster resources. One, two, three, four. Fifth on the list of relievers in the pecking order. Right, they use, ahead, they use Gallegos already. Right ahead of a guy that you will know his name, and boy, the fall of grace has been huge. That would be Andrew Miller. Oh yeah, is on this squad. Yep. Well, Alex Reyes is coming in now. Justice Sheffield and Clint Frazier say hello. <laughs> Neither of them doing anything either. Yes. So Cleveland wins. Nice. Former Oriole great Andrew Miller. Former 
Yankee, great. Andrew Miller. Former Former Cleveland, (laughs) great. Andrew Miller. And somewhere else, right? Wasn't he somewhere else? Red Sox? No, No. I think he went to the Cardinals after Cleveland. Well, after the Yankees. Oh, right. Cleveland. Yankees, Cleveland, and then I think he went to the Cardinals. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Was he somewhere between Baltimore and the Yankees? Yeah, that I don't know. He probably was. Um, uh, he was in Boston before Baltimore. Oh, yeah, Thank you there, very much. You, there you go. Good call, Joe. Uh, and then New York, and then Cleveland, and then to St. Louis. So yeah. Boston, Baltimore, New York, Cleveland, St. Yes, Louis. Yes, yes. And, and, and Cleveland traded two of their best guys in Justice Sheffield and Clint Frazier. Number one outfielder, number one pitcher to the Yankees for him because it was controlled because he had him for two more years. And Andrew Miller was a huge reason why Cleveland went to that World Series. And I will love Andrew Miller to the end of time. Yep. And uh, Justice Sheffield was then traded to the Mariners for, for James J- Paxton. Ha- James Paxton? Yes. Not Jay Happ? No. I can't remember who you got. It was they for James Paxton. Same. Justice Sheffield has turned out to be pretty mediocre. One, a, a huge bust. I'm really glad Cleveland dealt him and got something out of it. And then James Paxton turned out to be a huge bust. And then Clint Frazier can't stop getting concussions and vertigo. And he's a bust. It's like everybody involved in that just is like, go away. They're gone. Yeah, everybody's Andrew Miller like, hasn't been great either. Cleveland and New York talking. They're like, those guys, what, the, what guys? I don't know what you're talking about. We don't talk about those people. Justice, that's a weird first name. Uh, real quick. The only before, guy we know like that is David. Real Justice. quickly, before we get in the Mariners, we don't want to dive into this too much. But I like this text, 503-250-1080. Best five years, Manny Pujols or Cabrera? Uh, I think best I'm, five years, like the best five years, their stretch best baseball. five year stretch. I think yeah. I'm, oh. I think I'm taking Pujols. It's Pujols. I think it's Pujols too. As I much mean, as I desperately want to say Manny, the amount of times Pujols. we have looked Gold up glove first baseman Pujols' stats and been they're stupid in awe of how good he was in St. Louis. It's like, how would you not pick him? And Cabrera's great. I, I mean, it probably goes Pujols, Cabrera, Manny, only because Manny's defense is such a liability. Uh, I mean, peak Miggy was. <laughs> was really good. As far as pure hitter, I really love Manny in that conversation, but the answer is Pools. I, I mean, I think I could go Mickey Cabrera as pure hitter. I mean, we're, we're really splitting hairs. Man, here. those are three Hall of Famers if one wasn't just on the juice, obviously, the whole time. <laughs> uh, the Seattle Mariners. We came into the wild card weekend at the finish of the regular season thinking there was going to be a ton of chaos. And the Mariners were right in that mix. And it was really cool to see that the fans came out. It is disheartening to think that it took that long to get the fans out as this team was really getting to somewhere. I was frustrated at Mariners fans for that series. Uh, Who were they playing before the Angels? Oh, my God. Oakland. Oakland. For that last series against Oakland, I mean, it was empty for two of those three games. I was really mad. I was like, guys, you're in the playoff hunt. You've been winning. You you have the best record in baseball since June 12th or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Get out there and support your stupid team. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, this team, we have said maybe next year, but probably 2023. Yeah. We were giving them a couple of years. So this team fell short. They had a chance. They were tied for the wild card. With three games to play. Your reaction to the end of the Mariners season? Um, Disappointing, but hopeful. You go into a series against the Angels where 
you really should have swept them. The Angels were playing for nothing. The Angels were not good. They're the, not good. The Angels were throwing crap as starters. They didn't pitch Otani against you. They got two players, and one hasn't played since June. And the other one decided to <clears> stop <throat> pitching. Um, you lost the first game of the series, which was essentially the death knell. Mm-hmm. Because it was, at that point, it was like, if we sweep them, we're probably in. For the first time in my life, Otani went deep, and I went, Otani, come on, dude. Well, that was the third game. That was like the first pitch of the third game. <laughs> right. Oh. Uh-oh. Chris Taylor. Walks Chris it Taylor off. walks wow. it off. <laughs> Speaking of the Mariners. Hung a curveball. Mariner. And the Dodgers have defeated the St. Louis Cardinals in dramatic fashion as L.A. goes wild. They will play the San Francisco Giants. Mike, you got your wish. I, yeah, I, I I would have laughed if the Dodgers lost, but I really want to see Giants-Dodgers this round coming up. Mariners finished the season devastating. Let's talk about this real quick. Uh, I'm over the Mariners conversation right now. The Dodgers, <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. They have to be very, very careful. I love okay? Chris Taylor, by the way. I, I love Chris Taylor, too. If you're a manager, Chris Taylor is the kind of guy you want on your team. Let's take the Cardinals, for example. Matt Carpenter is Chris Taylor. Chris Taylor is Matt Carpenter. Excuse Most me. teams are trying to get that super utility guy. Who's, You're Whit Merrifield. Who's good. You're Whit Merrifield. That guy that can play anything. Speaking of Mariners, take it back. Willie Bloomquist. Not as good of a hitter as these guys, but he's a guy that can play anywhere. Chris Taylor. But if I'm the Dodgers right now. As a star player, Chris Bryant. Oh, he's going to get paid. And the everywhere. Dodgers should, or the Giants should pay him. This is awesome. Okay, the Giants win, or sorry, the Dodgers win. They're going to go play the Giants. This is great. This concerns me if I'm a Dodger fan. That you went to a walk-off situation against the Cardinals? Without a doubt. You're the better team. And, And in my opinion, the Cardinals were better in every aspect of this game with the exception of that last pitch. I would agree with that. Cardinals looked like the team that had it until that last pitch. Exactly. And that was a hung curve ball, and Taylor just obliterated it. Justin Turner hit that home run to tie the game 1-1, and you still went, eh, I still like the cards. Yep, yep. If you're a Dodger fan, you should be worried. But you now have a five-game series to – you have a little room for error. A little room to breathe. A little room for error again. A little room to breathe. Max Scherzer got away with a rough start. Yep. And the Dodgers got away with not hitting until this inning. That's it. National League wildcard Dodgers defeat the Cardinals three to one on a Chris Taylor walk off two run bomb. I saw. Okay, this is a wild prediction. I saw. Ooh, I love it. Go. It was. It was a betting article for baseball. I know you love that so much. Mm, oh yeah. But the person said, "I am betting on one game ending in a walk off and the two wild cards." And because we all know how the Yankees and Red Sox play, there's there's a little bit of crazy in Cardinals-Dodgers. He predicted a walk-off in this game. Really? Yep. He didn't say which team would win. It was just like a walk-off is plus whatever. He predicted a walk-off in this game. How about that? Well, I mean, that's picking the Dodgers because you can't walk oh, off. Oh, true, true, true. Yeah, yeah he was picking but the I know, Dodgers. But I think I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was less about the winner and more about this kind of matchup. And he picked a walk-off in this game. I, me- I remember reading that article and being like, that's a really strange bet to make. A walk-off? Like, how- what are the chances of that? It just happened. Well, if you're a Cardinal fan, life is okay. You've got a bunch of studs coming back from injury in your starting rotation next year. Just don't. 
Patrick. What? I think we need to have an Stop. Inter- an Don't intervention do it. with you. Don't you even come at me with that. I think we need no. to have a no. clarity intervention. No, no, no. <laughs> I won't hear it. And maybe a Miles Michaelis intervention as well. I have. That's fine. I will not hear it. And a Jack Flaherty I will not hear it, Michael. It's been a little while since Flaherty's not, been good. I will not hear it. And not hurt. I will not hear it. It's been like three years. Okay. Jack Flaherty's my guy. I know he is. How's Luke Weaver doing? Ah, oh, crap. <laughs> On a different well. team and still getting lit. I'm not doing well with this. Max Fried? Ooh, he's in the playoffs. He wasn't a Cardinal, though. Still, I'm just scared that all the young pitchers I love suck. It's, I'm not it's, ready to let go of Flaherty. You may be able to get him back. I called back. DeGrom a long time ago. I'm just saying, you're, every show you bring up Jack Flaherty, and I'm like, what, great. when's the last time he actually showed that to us? Three years ago. But it was good, <laughs> and I believe he still got it. 2019? <laughs> oh, goodness. Have hope, Cardinals fans. It's okay. And Giants fans. Or don't. Be depressed. That's fine, too. Giants fans, lick your chops. There's a lot going. All right. Fair or foul is next. But first, there's my man Joe with sports. Is it fair? Oh, my goodness. That's a fair ball. Or is it foul? Well, he thought it was foul, I think. A knowledge test for Patrick and Mike to see how well they know the big leagues. Mathematics and strange symbols now as far as Major League Baseball is concerned. The OBP and the SLG and the ISO and the you name it. And what our distinguished hosts think about the stories that popped up around the big leagues. Peralta knocks it into center. David tonight, two for two, a leadoff single here in the fourth. And nobody noticed. This is Fair or Foul on the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. All right, this is fair or foul as the Dodgers just walked themselves off to the NLDS against the Giants starting on Friday. Without further ado, Joseph Fisher III. Uh, I believe I shared a Facebook memory from uh, last week. Or, you know, it was from years ago, but I shared it last week about the Orioles. Mm-hmm. Jim Johnson, Chris Tillman. Oh, yeah. And how the Orioles have a bright future. Well, they have. They had a uh, wild card game against the Blue Jays, right? And Buck Showalter didn't put Britain in, if I remember correctly. This is correct. And this is where I, uh, I'm i trying to find the memory because I just saw it yesterday or the day before. And it was about that very game. And my take on that was not so much about blaming uh, Showalter for him putting Ubaldo in, but it was for Adam Jones, Manny Machado, Jonathan Scope, Chris Davis, Trumbo, all the guys that were hitting. They went Mark like Trumbo. Yeah, they went like two for twenty-four that game. So they just no showed. Yes, and that was my take from that game was that I understand that that was a terrible decision, but it kind of sucks when all your good hitters don't hit at all. Sometimes the wild card game is an ugly biatch. By the way, I did not know this. This is a Sports Center tweet. For the first time ever, the Dodgers and Giants will meet in the playoffs. And there goes one of my fair foul. Thanks, Mike. I also learned that... I'm pretty sure it's second week in a row you've done that. I... (laughs) I also learned that if the Dodgers lost tonight, it would be the first time ever we didn't see Dodgers or the Yankees in a DS. Did you know that as well? First time ever? Yeah. Wow. There goes another one for Joe. <laughs> hey, no. when we come back from commercial break. <laughs> okay. I we'll fe- try Parafoul again with more prep time. <laughs> 
I found it. Uh, the article was Buck Showalter effed up. <laughs> I said, I'd agree, but also place a little blame on the players who have been here the last three to five years that couldn't put the bat on the ball. Jones, Davis, Machado, Waiters, uh, Jonathan Scope, and Hardy, two for 24 that Ooh. game, eight strikeouts. That ain't going to do it. <laughs> who threw for Toronto in that game? I don't know who pitched that I'll look game. it up. You talk and I'll look it up. Um like we did all season, we depended on Mark Trumbo home runs. <laughs> That's not a winning formula there. What year was it? Uh, this was 2016. I'm looking it up. You talk. I'll look it up. Uh, By the way, John said, how about a former Mariner hitting a home run over the head of another former Mariner? Chris Taylor over Tyler O'Neill. Francisco Liriano, the starter. Ah, pretty good. Who was the starter for the Orioles that game? Ubaldo Jimenez. Uh, I'm I'm actually, I still need to look at this. He sure finished Toronto started Marcus Stroman. Chris Tillman started for the Orioles. Francisco Liriano. He got the win. Ah. Ubaldo got the loss. All right. Well, we got one fair foul out of the way. Thanks, Mike. And no problem, Joe. We move on to more wild card fair foul-esque questions. I like it. In the wild card game era, so not in the wild card era from 95 and on, but the wild card game, which I think this is 10 years now we've gone on the wild card game. Sounds about right. In the wild card game era, no other team has won over 100 games. That was Curtis Granderson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I caught that. Um, Huh. Interesting. Other than the Dodgers this year, no wild card team has been a hundred game winner. In the wild card game era, no other hundred game winner. Boy, well, it's really rare to win a hundred games. Sure. So part of me wants to think just statistic, like statistically, as if it's going to be very rare for that to be the case. I'm trying to go back and think of like what divisions would have two hundred winning teams. Potentially Yankees, Red Sox, one or two years. Um, was there a Cubs, Cardinals, a hundred win combo? I don't know. Well, I do know, but well, I know you know. I'm just asking out loud. <laughs> I'm trying to kind of throw options out there to, to P. Harris to help me, but he's silently thinking over there instead, staring up at Curtis Granderson's legs, looking weird on that chair. And um, more trying to figure out how fat Pedro is. Well, he's pretty, he's pretty large. Don't talk about rubbing his balls. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say foul. We've had it one more time. I think the answer to this is foul. I, I wanted to say uh, two years ago the Rays won the division, but I just found out they won 100 games for the first time ever. For the first time, yeah. Um, I do think it's an American League East thing. Could be. I really do. If there's a division that it did it, it's that. Uh, for contrarian, I'll say I'll say fair. No, go with your gut. My gut, my gut says foul. My gut says someone else has done this, but it's not much. But my gut says one team has done this, and I will go with the New York Yankees. And you, sir, are correct. Both of you, basically. I mean, Mike, you're Boston right on the nose. Boston won the division in 2018, and the Yanks were 100 games. Yes, sir. That is exactly it. 2018, New York Yankees, 100 game winner. That was the Twins. The- 
Uh, yes, that was. Uh, not. Was that the? That oh. was the uh, Oakland Athletics. Ah, you're just used to beating up the Twins in wildcard no. games. The year before, it was the Twins. I'm so used to being in this stupid wildcard game. It's been like four times in the last six years. It's stressful. This is the first time the Yankees lost it. Was this year? Oh, interesting. Uh, and there goes Joe's fair foul. Actually, <laughs> that is because they played the Twins. That's false. That is that's foul, Mike. 2015, you lost to the Astros. In the wildcard game? Yes. Oh, yeah, because they played the Royals in that division series, and we were like, oh, are the Astros hitting early? Yes. Really? Joe's looking at the stats. Boy, I, I don't him. remember that at all. I, all look, right. I looked it up today, and the Yankees have played the most wildcard games. Yep. They've played a total of five. They're three and two. Okay. I, so, did, I don't remember that Astros won at all. It's hilarious. You guys shouldn't be playing wild card games. Right? Isn't roll. that really stupid and disappointing for yeah. the Yankees? That's what, I happens, hate it. that's what happens when you have Aaron Boone. Um, this was Joe Girardi, too, you jerk. Just a little bit a extra credit. In the history of the wild card from 1995, has there been any more 100-game winners? Oh, oh like, like back to the original wild card series? Yeah, the yes. original wild card series. 95 on. Oh, I have to think so. Well, okay, so that was when four teams made the playoffs. I mean, it's 25 years of baseball. You had three division winners, and then the one wild card team would play the best record. I I have to say foul that there are more, right? Is that what you're asking me, Joe? Has there been more than just the Dodgers and the Yankees that we have mentioned? My answer is yes to that. There has to be. So that'll be fair. It has to be. 25 years? 100 wins is not common. I know. But at least two teams get it every year. And extra credit if you can uh, take a stab at who it is. Well, that means that the, the answer is <laughs> and, I realize, and I realized halfway through me saying that, that I was giving it away. So, yes, it has happened once before. Okay. Can you guess the team? good radio to have us silently look in i, I guarantee so there's music in the background patrick's doing the same thing he's going year by year like okay who was in the world series who was in the world series who was in the world series no i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with it has happened i'm gonna go with like the 2002 oakland athletics okay mike the angels won that division yeah they did and the a's also got in is what i will go with is there a year that the Giants with Bonds did not win the division but won 100 games? Doubtful. Uh, if he did, it was in 93, and I don't think he was a Giant. I don't know if he was with the Giants. No, he wasn't. They he was in Pittsburgh. The, they didn't even make the playoffs. Yeah, he, did, were... he didn't come to San Francisco until the late 90s. Yeah, there you go. So, no. Man, that's really hard. Um, Like, really difficult. Well, you're on the spot, dude. Tick, tick, tick. I'll take my time. To the home run stroker. <laughs> Getting higgy with it. You're just trying to slip it in there. I have one more fair foul, so, you know. I, I didn't know. need seeds Maybe. blowing my mouth away. <laughs> I'm really leaning on the V. Whoa. He's already on top of him when he's going down. <laughs> Unshining moment. You got to be in to do it. Yeah. That one was out of line. 
Who, right. is, who is Sheriff Tirasapoli, by the way? Oh, come on, Quit stalling, Mike. Mike. Uh, is it's it? terrible radio. I'm going to guess Mike, that Mike, your gun, a gun is not in your head. Make a choice. It's the Cardinals. Uh, it is not the Cardinals. And Patrick, oh, so close. Uh, it's have- the 01 Athletics, huh? Yes. Damn it. Wow. 01 Athletics won 102 games. Uh, that's the year I had of the, the flip. cheater flip. That's I had the, the cheater flip. flip in my brain, but I was like, it can't be 01. It's got to be 02 because the Angels won the division. The Angels won 99 games as the wild card in 02. Man, Patrick, that was really close. You know me. I love history. You should get lots of points for that. I love history. Tons of points. Thousand points. All the points. Yeah. <laughs> Thousand points. The episodes of Rick and Morty. With the subject being these hundred win teams in the years. wild card, I got into a heated debate with one John Sukanik today on Twitter and some other people that if the Dodgers would have lost this game, which they didn't, that it would have been a indictment on the one game wild card playoff. So fair or foul, wild card playoff needs to be an actual playoff of at least three games. Well, fair, it's going to be. Uh, from everything I've heard is that part of the new CBA, they're going to expand the playoffs to 14. Uh, 14? That would be correct, right? Yeah, 14 teams, and the wild card series will be a three-game series. Do I want the expanded playoffs? No, I don't. Do I want the wild card series to be three games? Yes, I do. So it's kind of like, uh, well, I'll take that if you if, if I guess I have to accept the 14-game series. Um, I, I say fair for sure. Now, to the argument you were having with John, I'm kind of more on John's side. Win your division. If you don't win the division, you're going to be in the wild card game. That's just kind of how it is. Didn't wind up biting the Dodgers today. So, you know, no one's going to really talk about that. But should it be a three-game series? Yes, I believe so. For money, media, and everything all sports want to be about, yes, it should be more games. For me as a fan, I'm quite into this. I like the one game. I like it a lot because I'm with you on the John thing. Win your division. And two out of three is fun. Three out of five, four out of seven. That stuff's fun. But I just watched a really awesome baseball game. It's just that meant a whole lot for a sport that is built on a marathon. Agreed. Having it end on a sprint without even a chance for a series to go back and forth. It really seems anti-baseball. It's pro-fun. It's pro-stress. Uh, but in terms of the way baseball is, as a as a most mostly purist, I kind of feel like give them a couple games. Agreed. But I also know that Chicago-Houston, that series, is probably going to be boring AF. You think so? Yes, I do. Why? Because I think those teams are boring. Really? I do. I think both those teams are really fun. Gross. <laughs> they haven't had anything to play for for a long time. Yes, one, Joe. One last thing to end on. Uh, New York Times had an article on the wild card playoffs, and Curtis Granderson has a good quote in it. Oh, I love magazines that don't follow the sport that have something to oh, say about the no, sport. no, I mean, if you read the article, it's like, did you know the wild card game <sighs> is a one-game playoff? <sighs> but uh, Curtis Granderson said, is it fair? No, it's not fair. Is it fun? Absolutely. Thank you. That's how I feel about That's it. That's how I feel. I'm into it. But if you give me a three-game series, I'll take it. Well, yeah, I'm going to watch it I think I'm anyway, a little cause... biased because my team's been in this game five times. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, well, you shouldn't be in this game because you're better than that and you're richer than that. Uh, that'll do it for Fair or Foul. When we come back, we'll wrap this bad boy up. This is the Hot Corner Portland Sports Leader, Tony the Fan.
This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Rise and shine, make you want to say, dear God, let me thank you for another day. Sorry, I just like this song a lot. Dodgers beat the Cardinals 3-1 to in the National League wildcard game. They'll take on the Giants on Friday. Mike, looking around, I guess we'll finish up baseball, even though I did finish the Rolling Stones top 500 yesterday. Nice. Um, although I learned nothing from song 200 to 1. Um, although that I think there's a bunch of hipsters at Rolling Stone. I was like, this? Really? Okay. Takes one to no one. Takes one to no one. I did find, <laughs> you know what? You know what? I'm done with baseball. I did find. Fair point, Joe. There is a Harry Styles song on this list, kind of up in the 400s, that I kind of enjoyed. Good. He's kind of like a David Bowie, you know. You know, that's what my girlfriend said to me. She that's was like, yeah, he's like you a David. Oh, oh, did I? Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't ever say that to me again. <laughs> that's really offensive. And uh, Joe, this like should, his musical style. No, this should this should just... tell you a testament to our friendship that I didn't not just instantly rail you for that. I was like, you know what, Joe? I I, I disagree. I opinion, but I disagree. Okay. Yeah, but there was a Harry Styles song. I also ran into a Drake song that I actually liked. Which song was it? Uh, it's a slower song. Hotline Bling? No, it was not that. That song is trash. I'll Take Care of You? Uh, I'm going to look it up right now. Somebody... Oh, I know which one you're talking about. Mm, gosh, the, the title's escaping me, but I know exactly what song yeah, you're talking about. Yeah, it was, I actually, it was slower. It had a decent beat to it. Although, if you ever ask me what Drake sounds like, I have no idea what to tell you. Hold, on, every hold song, on, we're going home? Yes, that's it. Yep. I loved that song. Every song I ever hear from that guy, it sounds like somebody else is singing. I don't like Drake, so I don't know him very well. Yeah. I, I guess I will run into that at some point when I get to it. On I, was, I was surprised. I heard that song, I and I was like, I was like, this is kind of good. Oh, yeah, it's, it, it's a cut. But I still don't know what he sounds like. Like, when he sings, I could never pick him out. Like, I think Joe has a pretty good taste in music, but every once in a while he'll throw in stuff that he likes, and I'm like, oh. oh. What? Well, Joe's because, got his Because ear- you, you like the type of rap that I find to be hard to listen to. But Joe's got his ears well, on the street. Here. He's handy with the keep, if you know what I mean. <laughs> well, right. I trust his ability to know what's going on and be way more hip than I am in that sense for the, for that specific style of music. But, like, I can't do it with some of those rappers. And he's like, no, this song is a banger. And I'm like... It's a bop. It's a cut. It goes. It's a bop and it goes. Yep. <laughs> Those are Joe's terms. Although I've never heard bop. It slaps. I've heard, I've heard it slaps. It I know goes, slaps. And it's a cut. It was Joe's favorite words to use with the with songs. Yeah. So I, I it goes being number one. Like I said, I don't I don't think I learned a whole lot. Um, but there was there was some definitely interesting interesting stuff in that. Well, I mean, I don't think you. It's not something that you learn, especially if you love classic music. Like a lot of those songs in the top are like, oh, duh. Like, of course, this is considered a top mm-hmm. 100 song. You know, so I think that's probably part of it. Crazy in Love was ranked higher than Bohemian, which kind of put a little smile on my face because I think Bohemian is a little lower in. Crazy in Love is a good song. Uh, oh, oh, I only had one issue. By the way, this list loved David Bowie. Loves Joni Mitchell loves Joni. There's like five Joni Mitchell songs on this. Bob Dylan's on there a lot too. Well, Bob Dylan's Bob Dylan. And I like Joni, but like five Joni Mitchell songs. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. 
my biggest gripe when I got to the end, because I kind of like knew every song, and you can kind of say whatever you want, was Runaway by Kanye West. Love that song. That song is terrible. <laughs> that song is he absolute just, trash. He really hates Kanye. That song is the best song on his best album, in my opinion. <laughs> I thought that song was so simple and so... I, it was two minutes in, and I was bored, and I saw there was another seven minutes, and I was like, oh, this is why you think it's cool, because the guy's going to play the same beat on repeat well, and do boring lyrics. Kind of, the kind of stupid outro on that song that I don't like. That song sucked. That album is so good, though. This song slaps. So I was like, uh. It goes. Suck. It's a bop. Whoa, Max Scherzer nipples. Whoa, Max Scherzer has no shirt are they, on. Are they different colors? Are they different colors? All right, that'll do it for us tonight. When we come back next week, we're deep diving heavy into the playoffs. Somebody might be eliminated by the next time we come back on. Probably likely. Probably going to be the Red Sox. So we come back next week. We'll see you then. We'll keep breaking down these playoffs. Beers on Us podcast drops tomorrow at 4 p.m. Get that wherever you get your podcast, Odyssey app, and 10 fancom For Mike Lynch, Joe Fisher, I'm Patrick Harris. Go do something I would do. Like, dig this Drake song. Get over you You left your mark on